Coming up, the Bruins stay hot in the wild, win on the road. This is Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Game to Game NHL, local experts with all the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Game to Game your first listen every weekday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We've got all our Locked On NHL hosts here to tell you everything you need to know from last night in hockey. The Boston Bruins won six of their first seven games. This one is a victory over the Dallas Stars. After Taylor Hall put Boston up for good, our Locked On Bruins and Stars hosts tell you how it happened. Taylor Hall, so hot right now. Taylor Hall. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and for the third game in a row, the Bruins left winger recorded the decisive goal and has helped the Bruins improve to a record of 6-1-0. This all without Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy in the lineup, of course. David Pasternak added a power play goal and an assist of his own. He now has 12 points through seven games for the Boston Bruins, who continue to defy all expectations for those who thought they'd take a step back early in the season with all these injuries. The Boston Bruins, again, defeating the Dallas Stars. You can catch all the latest on the black and gold and a full recap of this game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, hosted by me, Ian McLaren. The Dallas Stars have now dropped back-to-back regulation losses on the road. Hey, everybody, Dane Lewis here with the Locked On Stars podcast, coming to you at the conclusion of the Dallas Stars' final game of their four-game road trip. They take the loss tonight in Boston, Jake Ottinger's Homecoming spoiled. Uh, he played his college hockey at Boston University, but he is not able to get the best of the Bruins tonight, despite his best efforts. 26 saves on 28 shots. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that did not go well for the Stars, but especially in this game, you could just see the tired legs that had been accumulated by just about everybody on the team. This being the first lengthy road trip of the season, something like this was bound to happen. The Stars, without arguably their best player in Miro Haskin, and he is day-to-day with an upper body injury. And then, of course, you have guys like Rope Hintz getting knocked around. We don't know how fully healthy he is or is not. And it still felt like the Stars had a decent chance to win this game. They only go on the penalty kill four times. But David Pasternak punishes the Stars by connecting on a power play goal. Uh, And despite the efforts of guys like Ty DeLandria and Wyatt Johnston, the Stars just not able to get a lot cooking offensively for the second night in a row. Uh, And if there was ever a time for the Stars to need a home game, it is right now. And thankfully, they're getting just that on Thursday as the Capitals come to town and then they'll get to play their next game at home as well against the Rangers on Saturday. But not the ugliest loss we've seen from the Stars, but certainly uh, not the best. But this is bound to happen at the end of a four-game road trip. Tired legs, down your best defenseman, uh, and not able to get anything going offensively. And credit to the Boston Bruins for playing with good structure and taking advantage of the opportunities that they did have because it felt like there were still moments that the Stars could sneak a point out of this game or maybe even sneak two points out of this game. But too many mistakes, uh, a little bit of sloppy play in the third period, uh, and even at the end of the second period for the Stars. But we are going to break this game down in its entirety on Wednesday's episode of Locked On Stars. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast at absolutely free. And I can't wait to see you there.
The New Jersey Devils scored a pair of goals in every period to easily get by the Red Wings. Locked on Devils and Red Wings recap how things played out in Detroit. What's up? This is Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils, and here is my post-game reaction. So, the New Jersey Devils were able to rebound big time against the Detroit Red Wings as they ran the Detroit Red Wings out of their own arena, defeating them by a score of 6-2. to two. Our baby big three showed up to play, so Jack Hughes was able to get a goal. Nico Heischer was able to get a goal. But the big player for tonight's matchup was Jesper Bratt. Going into this game, Jesper Bratt has registered a point in every game so far this year and tonight was no exception as he was able to get two goals and an assist so he's continuing his great point production and the overall mindset for new jersey devils going into this game was their game planning was somewhat respectable but their execution wasn't there however after giving up the first goal of the game and getting their legs underneath them the, the new jersey devils didn't look back and they were able to solemnly defeat the detroit red wings Big night for our players once again. Vitek Vanacek was fantastic in between the pipes, made a few great A stops. Overall, another great performance for New Jersey Devils as they have won four of their last five games. Well, that was nothing short of an absolute train wreck for the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday night against the New Jersey Devils. 6-2 to two loss, Ned in net. Did not look great, but to be honest with you, that was one of the worst defensive performances we have seen in a long time. It's certainly the worst defensive performance of the season for the Detroit Red Wings offensively. Scored really early on. Larkin with a goal, what, three minutes into the game? And then after that, completely went silent. No part of the Detroit Red Wings was good in this one. Finally gave up a, a penalty kill goal. Uh, the offense, single-digit shots into the second period, early on in the second period. Uh, I'm pretty sure five or six shots after the first. Defense gave up over 40 shots. Not good in net. Everything that could have possibly have gone wrong did go wrong for the Detroit Red Wings. And now we're going to talk about it today on Locked on Red Wings. Joel Erickson X scored a pair of goals to help push the Minnesota Wild over the Montreal Canadiens. Locked on Wild and Canadiens go over the final in Canada. Turns out when you play good defense, you have a much better chance of winning a game. Hey everybody, Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, recapping a 3-1 win for the Minnesota Wild over the Montreal Canadiens to move them to 2-3-1 on the season for the Wild. Much better defense, thanks to some new-look D pairings. Wilds get a couple of goals from Jewel Eriksson-Eck, a goal from Brandon Duhame, and a much better performance from Marc-Andre Fleury, all in route to a win over the Canadians, and even doing so without a single point from Kirill Kaprizov, but Matt Boldy had himself a day as a lot of the Wild regulars looked much more like normal in this one today. So a return to order for the Wild. We'll see if they can keep it rolling against the Senators on Thursday, and for more on that, make sure you follow along with Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Lauren Scott from Locked On Canadians, and we love Arbor Jackeye. He makes our life so much easier. We have plenty to talk about. He was the story of that game. Would you not agree, Scott? I'd say he's the good story of the Canadians' 3-1 loss to the Minnesota Wild at the Bell Centre, where the Canadians struggled in some aspects and got better. Uh, Arbor Jackeye was one of those players, but 
the biggest factor holding the Canadians back still this season is the dysfunction on both power play units where they can't seem to get anything going and continue to hamper their own momentum in a very winnable game. Uh, but they now roll into Buffalo here this week for to play a red-hot Sabres team next. So we're going to talk about that power play. We're going to talk about that, you know, that next game against the Sabres. All that's coming up on Locked on Canadians. So make sure you're subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, the Blackhawks upset the Panthers and the Golden Knights make a late comeback. This is Locked on Game to Game NHL. Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and the start of a new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis of every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NHL. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The Blackhawks shocked the Florida Panthers with an upset win and continued their hot start to the season. Both Locked On Blackhawks and Panthers have their thoughts after the surprising result. What's up, everyone? Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks here. The Chicago Blackhawks keep on rolling and upset the Florida Panthers 4-2 at the United Center. And I know we're still early on in the season, really early on, if I'm being honest. But for the Blackhawks to go and beat a team like the Florida Panthers, who are 4-1-1 coming into tonight and have aspirations and expectations around them to be a contender for the Stanley Cup this season, for the Blackhawks to go and beat them and pick up their fourth win, I think it has to be notable. And this was probably their best full-on 60-minute effort during their current winning streak. A huge credit, though, has to go to the Blackhawks, PK. Six for six on the night. They've now killed off 20 of their last 21 penalties going back to their second game of the season. And as a nice little bonus, they've added four shorthanded goals during that stint as well. So huge, huge success by the penalty kill tonight. Really helped lead the Blackhawks to victory. They keep on surprising everyone, even myself, an impressive 4-2 win over the Florida Panthers tonight. For more coverage on the Chicago Blackhawks and their shocking upset over the Panthers, be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Florida Panthers starting off flat cost them two points in this one. What is up, guys? This is Armando Velez from the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the Florida Panthers lose to the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center by a final score of 4-2. to two. The story of this game and for this team continues to be the special teams. The hot, red-hot Chicago Blackhawks power play continues to get on the scoreboard as Taylor Radish within the first three minutes of the game, even though the call for the penalty for the Panthers on um, that goaltender interference was very questionable. He gets the goal for the Chicago Blackhawks and the Panthers. They had chances on the power play. 0 for 6 on the night. They get a double minor with four minutes of power play time and a minute and 45 on five on three for the Panthers. And they did not score on the power play once again. So a little bit of a mess that this power play is currently for the Panthers. Now two of 33 on the season. Going back all the way to their the second round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Every time they tried getting into the net, there was always the Chicago Blackhawks player there to block the shot. And the Chicago Blackhawks, 
the 24 of their shot attempts at five on five, 19 of them hit the net. So that's the difference for the Panthers. They're, they're, they're not getting their shooting lanes and the, and the Chicago Blackhawks did in this matchup, Matthew Kachuk and Etulus Duranen helped the Panthers uh, stay in it by making it close, but it was too little too late for the Panthers as Jonathan Tay scores an empty net goal to seal it for the Chicago Blackhawks. So listen to my recap of this 4-2 to loss against the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure to join me and Jacob Winans on a Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as we break down this game and preview Thursday night's matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your team, every day. The Colorado Avalanche went on the road and won in a shootout in Madison Square Garden last night. A long night ended in a victory for the hosts at Locked On Avalanche. What a matchup between the Colorado Avalanche and the New York Rangers. Regulation wasn't enough time. Overtime wasn't enough time. Had to go to the shootout where the Avalanche get the extra point. But man, what a scene here in New York at Madison Square Garden. Alexander Georgiev returning to New York after he was traded to the Avalanche in the offseason. And you could tell he wanted to win this game. And he did. Yeah, it was an epic return for Yorgiev back to Madison Square Garden. And this is one of those games, it's an instant classic. It's like what we talked about with Florida last year. This is one we're going to point back to at multiple times during the season about how both teams played and how we held up. Yeah, all around a great, great back and forth game. And one of those games where it's like, okay, we could see this uh, as a Stanley Cup matchup. I think some people have even picked this as a Stanley Cup matchup. If you get seven games of this, uh, I think everybody in the hockey world would be very happy. So definitely check out Kyle and myself at Locked on Avalanche to get everything, all the breakdown from this classic game between the Colorado Avalanche and the New York Rangers. Nazem Kadri scored the first two goals of the game against the Penguins and Pittsburgh couldn't match it the rest of the way. Locked on Penguins tells you what kept the offense from getting started. Well, it wasn't the Penguins night again. Hey, everyone. I'm Honor Hodes here with the Locked On Penguins podcast, back with another Locked On Now video. As the Penguins fall 4-1 to one to the Calgary Flames, they got swept on this back-to-back by them, and the Edmonton Oilers are now 4-2-1 and two and one overall on the season. Penguins just straight up didn't have it tonight. They were sluggish out of the gate, got outshot 20-6 to six and outscored 2 to nothing in the first period. They're able to respond in the second period, outshooting the Flames 21-4, to four, four, excuse me. But the biggest thing was Jacob Markstrom made the saves in net for the Flames. Casey DeSmith did not. And it was 4-1 to one going into the third, and then the Penguins in that third period just didn't look like they wanted to be out there anymore. They just wanted this game to end. And they got the result they deserved. They're on a two-game losing streak, 4-2-1 and one overall. Their next game will be against the Vancouver Canucks on Friday as they continue through this Western Canada road trip. I'll have more for a recap episode for my Wednesday episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. So you can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. A third-period comeback gave the Vegas Golden Knights a win over the San Jose Sharks. Locked on Sharks and Locked on Golden Knights fill you in on the exciting finish. The San Jose Sharks stumble in the third period. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks, and the Sharks lose 4-2 to to the Vegas Golden Knights in a very, very competitive game. Um, But the woes of the Sharks continue as they give up three goals in the third period, 
and lose to the Golden Knights on Phil Kessel's 990th straight game, and then he scores his 400th goal. Congrats to Phil Kessel, but the Sharks continue to prove that they just don't have the horses to play with the big teams like the Golden Knights as they fall 4-2. to two. So we'll have a full recap of this game, why Timo Meyer is so close to scoring, and Eric Carlson playing a four-minute shift in this game. All that and more on your next episode of Locked on Sharks, wherever you get your podcasts. Phil Kessel is the new Iron Man of the NHL. Folks, Chris Golick, Locked on Vegas Golden Knights here. The Golden Knights win 4-2 in San Jose. Phil Kessel nets his 400th career goal for the second night in a row. What an amazing accomplishment, an amazing night to celebrate Phil Kessel. Stick tap to the San Jose Sharks for showing some love. Similar how the Vegas Golden Knights uh, showed respect to Patrick Marlowe a couple seasons ago. 990 games played, nearly 3,000 periods of hockey played, over 60,000 consecutive minutes. Phil Kessel is the Ironman of the NHL. Amazing accomplishment. Gets a goal on his nights. All love, all happiness. Folks, check out Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights anywhere you get your podcasts. Your team every day. That's all for today for Locked On Game to Game NHL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Remember to subscribe to Locked On NHL and your team's Locked On podcast for more hockey every day of the week. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Game to Game.